Hello, Hello Divine, Divine Darlings. Darlings! Welcome back to The Queen's Mentality. My name's Irene. I'm Mukisa. And, and we're, we're Femme Entity. Entity! So today we're going to dive into talking about overcoming the savior complex. A juicy episode. Get but ready. But before we do it, we have a couple announcements. <gasps> we're in beta! <laughs> it's like my happiest moment of my life. <laughs> so we've been working with Dalhousie students and they have taken our website, so our platform, fementity.ca, to a point where we can actually have live users on it, which is so exciting to me. So if you're a person who um, wants to figure out their own feminine energy, their own self-care routine, just understand themselves more, Sign up as a member for either our membership waitlist, excuse me, or uh, for our beta trials. And that's where you can kind of get more of the consumer view of our website. And if you're a business, you're looking for other entrepreneurs, a sort of community of entrepreneurs, I'm just looking to build on and expand your business network, then you should join to both our directory and to be a beta tester for our business. Yeah, and so if you're also new to The Queen's Mentality, welcome, we're happy you found us. And you can also listen to us on Spotify or watch us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We post every other weekend. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the juice. Okay, okay, so before we get too deep into it, let's we'll go deep. Let's first define what the savior complex is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a savior complex or white knight syndrome, so those mm -hmm. kind of interchange, describes as the need to save people by fixing their problems. Save. Save people. We're save air, people. We're air quoting for yes. the podcast listeners. Yeah, so the savior complex can be best defined as a psychological construct which makes a person feel the need to save other people. So this person has a strong tendency to seek people who desperately need help and to assist them, often sacrificing their own needs for these people. So that is the definition of a savior complex. Yeah, and if you have a savior complex, you might only feel good about yourself when you're helping someone, mm -hmm. when you're believing that helping others is your purpose and like your sole purpose in life. Mm -hmm. um, and you're giving so, so, so much energy and trying to fix others that you end up burning out yourself. And this isn't to say that we don't want you helping other people. That's not the end. <laughs> That's not the, the message in the system. It's making sure that you're not overdoing that you don't have any energy left in your cup for yourself. Exactly. You don't want to give so much that you burn out. Exactly. You can't pour from an empty cup. I wish we could do like a reflect of one else you ever... <laughs> you said that another time. <laughs> so where in your life do you think that you've experienced the savior complex, honey? Ooh, girl. I'm getting right into it. Not you calling out my whole life. Because <laughs> sometimes it's a lifestyle. Like sometimes we're just used to it. Yeah, I feel like when I first noticed it, I would say it would be like as early as junior high. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think I have a kind of face that's like welcoming. So people would just always tell me their problems. Um, so I think it kind of started from that. And then it went to me like trying to fix their problems and trying to like save people. But that it's, it, it, it's not always healthy because it kind of pours into all of your relationships. It does. So like family dynamics, trying mm -hmm. to like be the mediator. I'm actually like, I've taken my Myers-Briggs and my, my personality type 
is the mediator. It is, actually. <laughs> so this is, like, built into my personality <laughs> at this point. But, like, again, in family, trying to, like, fix all of those dynamics, trying to... Mm-hmm. Um, I started studying psychology in my undergrad because I wanted to help all of my friends who had, like, their mental health problems. I'm now a lawyer, which... <laughs> It's fixing more problems. Fixing people's problems. I'm literally trying to change the system. So, you know, it it goes pretty deep here. So that's where she experiences savior complex. That's where I'm at. (laughs) So originally, the term codependency was associated exclusively with partners of addicts. So who often stayed in this dysfunctional type of relationship despite the massive damage the addiction caused in hopes of fixing their spouse. So this kind of concept of the savior complex, codependency. It all kind of started from people wanting to help other people from a good part, but knowing that it went above and beyond what they could give. Mm-hmm. And maybe also without acknowledging the fact that you can't save somebody from their own addiction, for example. Exactly. Yeah. So that's their own. Sometimes we take savior complex so far that we put others in front of ourselves. And we're here to tell you, you are a priority. You are number one. And you're, you're the main character in your life, honey. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we kind of talked about the, like, where codependency originated from. But over time, the meaning of the term's been sort of um, opened up and extended to describe somebody with the tendency to remain in sort of one-sided relationships Mm -hmm. and they cater to their partner's needs without regard to their own it's also I feel like has extended to beyond um, a partner it Mm -hmm. can also be um, your clients for example maybe your child maybe your children your family Mm -hmm. members um, thus enabling their own toxic behavior, whether it's abuse, addiction, or general underachievement. And this is, this is kind of in a sense that you are enabling it not because you are a bad person in itself or you don't know how to counter that, but you don't want to make them feel bad or you just want them to feel good about themselves without acknowledging those traits. So it's kind of, we have the blinders to the badness is kind of what's Mm. going on. And we are just focused to make this person feel better, make this person feel happy because we like helping people. Yeah. So this definition might resonate with you or you might be thinking, well, why would somebody stay in a relationship like that? Yep. But what we're not gonna do is victim blame. Exactly. People end up in toxic relationships for a number of reasons. Number of reasons. <laughs> they may have grown up seeing similar relationships around them. Mm-hmm. So that codependent behavior became normalized to them. Mm-hmm. They may receive reinforcement from their partner that they need them and saying like, oh, that's actually really helpful. Mm-hmm. Not recognizing that it's actually a toxic dynamic. Or like, where have I been all my life without you? Mm-hmm. I'm nothing without you. Yeah, I couldn't survive without yeah. you. Yeah. So receiving that reinforcement that they need to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, or they may just have low self-worth and they find they place all of their value and all of their purpose into giving their energy to another person. Exactly. And this is probably where I've experienced the most savior complex. I mean, like, you literally saw me (laughs) come out of my... Let's talk about it. (laughs) So it's just, it's the same kind of thing. I didn't, I wasn't brought up in in a family that was very, I guess, like, emphasized negative traits. We were a very religious household, but it more so came to when I was figuring out how I want to be loved... I associated because in my family it was very much like, oh, we need each other 
And that was very big, but I blurred the lines of needing people and needing to help people. Because as I grew up, everything, I was very much a giver. Every, even now, I'm still very you much still a giver. Are. And that's how I show love. And when I was figuring out my love languages, showing love to me was giving. Giving, giving in any ex- ex- express, you know, expressiveness I could. And so when I had this partner who completely uh, just abused my good heart, I guess I could say, and he would take the time to make sure I knew that I, he needed me, but also tore me down in the same breath. Mm. And so me thinking, oh, if I'm this type of way, if I do this type of energy, if I act a certain way, or if I help him do what he wants to do to succeed, he will then reply back (laughs) with positive. She is hungry. hungry. It's okay. (laughs) But yeah, that's how I kind of worked through. Well, first acknowledge that I think I have a bit of a savior complex. Mm -hmm. And I think what you spoke to in your past relationship is like, also how those people can kind of guilt trip you Mm -hmm. and they say like I need you but then you don't recognize the difference between genuine appreciation for what you're doing exactly and somebody guilting you into saying like oh I rely on you exactly those are two completely different things and it's the thought of well I've given people have said thank you for everything all my life so I've I've always I've always given every everything I have but then it's to a point that I'm giving so much that I don't have time for myself. So I would make sure he had dinner. I made sure he had clothes the next morning, a clean house. But what was I giving myself? So his meal would be perfect. My meal would be Mr. Noodles. Mm-hmm. And that's not the same balance. That's not, that's a savior complex that I went above and beyond for someone and didn't get the reciprocation that I deserved. Exactly. And that's the acknowledgement on that like, that was far too much for me. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we talk about these perspectives to bring awareness to what the unhealthy mm-hmm. looks like so that we can then learn what the healthy looks like exactly. and what it feels like. And then be better for ourselves. So what does it look like? Um, so what does it look like? Uh, savior complex mm-hmm. is that um, vulnerability in other people is something that pulls you in. It attracts yeah. you. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to help this person. I need you. You They're need so help. vulnerable. Yeah, I can, I can help you. I can take care of you. You might have a lot of empathy for others who are suffering. Mm-hmm. So you want to take that pain away from them. You want, you see they are expressing distraught, un- upsetness, <laughs> upsetness, and you're just like, oh, I can help you. I could be that shoulder to cry on, that yeah. person to make your meal. Anyone can. Honey, it doesn't always have to be doesn't you. doesn't have to always be doesn't you. doesn't have to always be you, and that's okay. Um, another way it can look like is that you try to change people. Oh, so you think you know what's best for mm-hmm. the people that you're trying to help? Yep. So that could be either in their hobbies, their career, their behavior, their addictions. Mm-hmm. And we know it's very easy to be, that's not good for you. You know, you should be doing, you know, I could be doing this. You know, that hurts me when you do that. Those kind of things, that, cut it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be in charge of what they choose to do with their bodies or it's, what they choose to do with your lifestyle. It's interesting too because I feel like when I um, sort of made the shift in career change, like I mentioned, I wanted to be a psychologist for so long because I was very passionate about mental health. Mm-hmm. And But I think I realized it came from a place of like wanting to save my friends. 
Um, <laughs> but eventually, I realized like they they're responsible for changing themselves. They're responsible exactly. for helping themselves. Like I can yeah. provide support to a certain amount, but yes. I can't frame my whole life around saving my friends. Exactly. <laughs> that's not that's how not it really is. Healthy. Um, so I kind of ended up choosing a different career path after like having that aha moment mm-hmm. and look at you now you're happy for yourself exactly that's how it happens we have boundaries now there we go <laughs> how gross it's gross we growing in here <laughs> so what is so another way that the savior complex kind of looks like um is you're always needing to find a solution so on a lower scale it's kind of like you know when you're venting to your boyfriend or your your spouse or your partner and they're just like, well, what do I need to do to help you? Just shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just listen. You don't need to help me. I probably do need help, but right now I just need to vent. And that's kind of on a lower scale of the savior complex. But like, really, it's just offering advice that isn't necessary is, isn't a bad thing. <laughs> but it's also important to let others just vent, you know? Yeah. Just let them speak. I think it's funny and also speaks to, like, just your example speaks to, like, the feminine and the masculine <laughs> of, like, the masculine of, like, needing to take action and do something. Where yeah. it's like, no, I'm actually just expressing myself. Yeah. I'm just expressing my feelings. I just had a bad day and there's nothing to fix a bad day because it's just a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know? That kind of thing. Exactly. So another way that the savior complex can look is that you're making excessive personal sacrifices. Excessive. So you're always putting yourself on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You're always like if there's like a self-care day that you had scheduled for yourself and somebody says, oh, emergency, I need you. You completely you cancel your appointments because Mm -hmm. you're running to help that person. Like I remember I lived so close to campus like later. So if anyone knows Halifax, I lived on South Street. So right in front of the Merchant, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for my job, so I worked a lot on campus, but inevitably for my job, I did a lot of events. And whenever someone needed me, someone needed help or advice, I was not, I was barely off campus. So I already, I shotgunned it all the way there. <laughs> and that was something that was like, okay, I didn't need to do that. That didn't have to come from me. I could have been like, yeah, I'll take care of that at 9 a.m. the next morning. But in my head, I'm like, no, this needs to be done right now, right immediately. Oh my gosh, I can't do anything until this is finished. Yeah, and it kind of lets <laughs> people know too, like, oh, really? Like, I can just call this person and they'll be there immediately? Oh, perfect. Yeah. And then they get used to that. And that's not what you're about, girl. Not healthy. Boy, them, person. <laughs> <laughs> All y'all. <laughs> and then another way that the savior complex comes through is you think that you, yet you're the only one that can help. And that also kind of reiterates back to it it's just like I felt that oh you came to me that means I am the person Mm -hmm. that needs to help you I'm Mm -hmm. the person that you called so I can't say no to you Mm -hmm. and it's like their whole life is dependent on you it felt like it it feels like it sometimes that like the entire weight of their life is only on me like I remember I would think oh my gosh if I didn't make food for this person are they gonna eat Obviously. <laughs> Obviously they're going to eat, but like there's something in my brain that went, I need to make them a good meal with a meat, a carb, and a vegetable. <laughs> and, and that was how I lived my life every day. And it was really not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, another way you can identify, um, and maybe this one will be a tough one to identify, mm-hmm. but you might be helping people for the wrong reasons if you have a safety yeah. complex. You might try to save other people because you feel like you have to, regardless mm-hmm. of your own needs, 
or you believe that your needs matter less than the needs of others. And that's a wrong reason. Or you might think that their belief is different than yours and you need to change it. So a wrong reason really means it's not moving anything in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. You're not changing anything for a greater good. You just think it's for a greater good. Right. Right. You feel it? You vibing? You can tell me no, but that's okay. <laughs> you can comment and be like, I don't get you it. Can, you can say that. But, and no, that's okay. It's, it's for the right reasons. <laughs> and, and that's for okay. That, I will say, you know, just reflect. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Watch this video again. Watch this <laughs> podcast again. <sighs> so for some people, in this, this whole savior complex starts at the childhood. So where a child is maybe manipulated with their feelings of, like we said, guilt, shame, or fear into becoming a tool of fulfilling their parents' needs and wishes. So we've kind of, there's movies, you know, the guy goes, the, the parents are soccer buffs and the kid becomes a soccer athlete or like in Canada, you're a hockey buff and the kids are in the dream of becoming the next NHL player kind of thing. And they're bred to be someone to fulfill what their parents want them to fulfill. In an immigrant life, it's all, or like at least in Philippines, it's really common to become doctors or nurses. You're going to be a doctor. So like, <laughs> like I'm sure. In, Every if, immigrant's you've heard dream is for their kid to be a doctor. Doctor. I let my parents down. It's fine. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> and so that kid grows up feeling rejected, shut down, or learns to cope with the anxieties of not fulfilling that need or dream in other ways. Or they do fulfill it in their parents' eyes, but they themselves aren't fulfilled in their own wants and needs because they've only done things in, to fulfill what an authoritative figure wants. Mm -hmm. And then you end up repeating those cycles in adulthood mm -hmm. and you, you're living your life for other people rather than for yourself. And that just ain't cute, honey. Mm -mm. That's not what we're about. That's not a main character. That's not femme entity. That's not a main character. <laughs> we the main characters over here. So we have a couple ways that we can ask you kind of a couple questions that we figured out like do you have or are you still experiencing your own savior complex to kind of try to start guide your thought process? Mm -hmm. So baby steps. Maybe, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> am I helping this person to avoid natural consequences? Not by like, if I push him out of the way, does he still fall in the hole? No, but like, as kind of, you don't need to give the person their daily vitamins. You, you don't need to give the person a whole motivational speech before they start their day. They're a big person mm -hmm. and they can do their own big things. Yeah. Um, is this decision that you're making to keep them happy or for their overall health? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. is it to make you happy? There we go. Fill your needs. Just a question. Is my action helping them to get better or to make me feel better? So are you helping them for their benefit? Are you changing who they are because they want to or because you think it's better if they do? Mm -hmm. This is a really good question, this next one. Mm -hmm. Am I being invited to help? Oh, yes. Yes, that's so good. Or are you opening the door of the person's life and saying, I'm here. I'm helping you. <laughs> I'm here to provide what you need. What you thought you didn't know you don't need. <laughs> are you being invited? And that's also a way to also know like, even just asking the question, can I offer advice is a way, because there's so many times I'm just like, I just want to speak. Can mm -hmm. you listen? And one way I like you've done this to me too, is just like, can I tell you something? Or can I ask for, can I offer you advice? Is a really just 
pleasant way to be like, can I say something to you that might help, might not, you can listen or not, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, then do I want to or have to do that? Right. So that's kind of along the lines of like, do you genuinely want to help this person or do you feel like you need to help this person? Because mm-hmm. you don't need to. And that's another thing about the saver complex is they feel the need to do something. But you don't, you don't need to because people have the capacity to live their life by themselves. Exactly. And also just to acknowledge, like, um, this is something my boss says because I feel like a lot of our the people that work for Elizabeth Fry, which is a charity, like it's, it's there to help people, mm-hmm. um, but feel so obligated. Um, even when they have their own things going on in their personal life, they feel obligated. They need to help this person. Um, and she always says, listen, the house is not going to burn down without you. Yes. <laughs> like there are other people. Other things are there. Can do the job. There are other supports this person can rely on. Like it's not all on you. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. So then we kind of move on to as you're thinking through those, we also have questions like what are your fears about not helping and can you challenge them? Because a lot of the savior complex, this also stems in fear, fear of missing something, forgetting something, not achieving something. So what are those fears? And we can break them down a little bit too. So first part. Um, maybe, so these are some fears that might come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, you might think, oh, well, um, this person's family or other people, they might not like me if I don't do this thing. False. (laughs) Going back to Mythbusters. I'm going to ask you something. False. Do you like yourself? Oh, that's a real question. (laughs) Because that's what's important. That's what matters. Okay. Um, another thing that another fear people may complain or not be happy or my job might be jeopardized and also false. Can you challenge that? If you don't do something now, mind you, if you have tasks and you're supposed to achieve your regular key performance indicators, that is your job. <laughs> she went right into that it. is, <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't doubt that is your job, but do you have to go above and beyond your eight hours of work? Do you have to be draining yourself at work to complete a file? No. Yeah, Gen Z's taught me that. The house will still stand. <laughs> Gen Z's are saying, I am not doing anything outside of my work description if it is not in my job description. If it is outside of 5 p.m., I'm not doing it. I am. I'm done. So we can take a lesson from them. We're going to take that to the bank. <laughs> bank. <laughs> to the bank. Uh, here's another one. I will feel like I'm not being effective as a loved one or I'm not being effective at my job. Which is also false. False. Because if you work from... Nine to five. Well, I can also think there's some people that just really aren't effective. Oh, oh. <laughs> but that's a different day for a different story. But <laughs> that's a whole other story to unpack. That's a whole other thing to unpack. <laughs> but honestly, you got eight hours of your day. You're doing a single job. You are effective. You are a working person in society. You mm-hmm. are doing enough. Mm-hmm. And odds are, in those tasks, you are doing high quality work. Honey, you are doing more than enough. Because you said bare minimum, I'm gonna be up here. Exactly. That's already cute as hell. <laughs> you already cute. So the, that fear is out the door. <laughs> Next fear. <laughs> Next fear. I feel like I'm not able to help. Which kind of is why also some people stay in savior complexes because they don't feel like they've helped enough. enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. And that's also a thing when she mentioned people get used to it because they'll just keep 
pulling energy out of you、mm-hmm. because they think, well, she's done it before, she can do it again, and she will continue to keep doing it.、Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. You have a stop button, and you can emphasize that. Boundaries.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Another one is, I am not doing the best that I can. That is a limiting belief that a savior complex has, kind of goes hand in hand with like not being able to help enough. It's you are doing the best you can. We're here to tell you that. And that savior complex is just telling you you didn't do the best you can because that person isn't fixed to what you are accustomed to seeing. Right. But、mm-hmm. sometimes you can't fix a person. That's true. You don't need to fix a person either. You don't need to do all、yeah. that. You're doing too much. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Next. Um, fear, am I missing something obvious? Yes, you should be focused on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're missing, is yourself. Okay. And sometimes when we're in really difficult, abusive situations, honey, I get it. You're like, why is this person so angry with me? Why is he still upset? Why are they not happy? Am I missing something? Did I not do anything? Honey, no, you can't make him happier,、mm-hmm. them happier than they already are. You just need to leave. Yeah, you're not missing something. You're、no. seeing exactly what it is. You know that's what it is. Stop doubting yourself. It's hard. I know it's, re- it's easy to say because you're just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But at the crux of it, it's hard to acknowledge. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot、mm-hmm. to unpack. I know. We know. But now we're going to talk about how can that affect you. So, first and foremost, you're going to be burnt out. If you're、mm-hmm. out here saving the world, you don't think Superman needs a downtime? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to be burnt out. That's why he's、Superman、got the cave. He's got to be Clark Kent sometimes. Too. <laughs> he's got to be a normal person. That's why we got, we got the cave. We got the, you know, we need some alone time. Okay? Exactly. Second, disruptive, disrupted relationships. So,、mm-hmm. like Kisa said, this. Goes into your other relationships, not just whatever is dealing between you and that person, but also into your family life, into your friends' relationships, into your work relationships. Because the savior complex it spills and it's ugly when it spills.、Mm-hmm. And I feel like it can,、um, for a lot of women, get you into a place where you're in your unhealthy masculine energy. You're、mm-hmm. always trying to fix, you're always trying to save your doing, partner. Yeah. You're doing things for them. And that can build a lot of like resentment because then、mm-hmm. that person can feel like, okay, well, then does she not think I'm capable of doing that myself?、Mm-hmm. She thinks、exactly. that she needs to fix me. She thinks she needs to put all of her energy into that. Yeah.、Um, and then that can build some tension in your relationship. Whereas if you just take a step back, step into your feminine, and just take a pause. <laughs> It could that, change. Yeah, it can be a lot healthier for you and he- healthier for your relationship. And in that same kind of breath, another way that it could affect you is you just have this underlying sense of failure. Because you aren't able to、uh, com- accomplish your savior complex of fixing that person, you feel like you failed. You weren't a good enough of a person to fix their needs. And that makes you feel bad on yourself because you didn't feel like you were able to do what you intend to do. Mm-hmm. Where it's like,、um, you might feel like, oh, well,、uh, I don't give up on people. That's something that I hear a lot.、Too. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. But also, like, putting up boundaries. If somebody doesn't want to respect your boundaries and as a result, you're not in their life anymore, that is not a failure. That doesn't mean that's actually a success.、Bad. It、yeah. means that you set a boundary and you're sticking by it. Yeah, that means you are with you. That's、mm-hmm. good. And then, lastly, another way to affect you is unwanted mood symptoms. Now, I do this like regularly, 
<laughs> my, my moves be like this constantly anyways. But when you have this constant, when you are also in, impacted with burnt out and relationships are in stress and you have this sense of failure, honey, it's hard to maintain a mood. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't always be a mood. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but finding the balance is key to regulating those moods. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So while you focus, your focus is fixated on another person, you can't live your life because as you're focused on them, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. How do you know who you are when you're so caught up in understanding who they are? Exactly. But you know what we can do? We can shift your mindset. Ayo. It's okay. We can we can come back to ourselves. We can find we can ourselves. find ourselves. It's not too late. <laughs> so one way to shift your mindset is again focus on yourself. Yes. What are your needs? What are your desires? And how are you setting yourself up up for success in your life? Mm-hmm. Processing. Are you processing your emotions. Processing. Or are you holding them back so that you can process other people's emotions for them? Because you also can't do that. You can't, you don't, you can't read their mind, know how they feel and be like, ah, this is the reason. But you can do that for yourself. Exactly. You can do that for yourself. And we also have a podcast about emotions. So you should see that. (laughs) Check it out if you haven't seen it. Another thing, like she said, set boundaries with other individuals that allow you to balance caring for them and trying to save them. Because we know when you first kind of acknowledge oh my gosh I have the savior complex I really need to back out like this is crazy it's hard to move yourself from something that you're so ingrained into every single day to not doing it at all it's kind of like going cold turkey and I know when I stepped away from it I was just like I don't have to cook clean laundry every day what and I felt like this part of me was empty but really It's I got time back in my life. And then from there, I set boundaries of, okay, I'm going to involve this much time of my life to these people and to do this for people. Mm, You're creating space. Exactly. For yourself. It's not like you're just creating empty space. It's for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, This I'm very good at uh, as a Pisces. This is very not not good at. (laughs) Saying maybe or saying no before saying yes immediately or automatically. Um, that can give you some time to weigh your options to say, okay, is this good for me? Can I fit this into Mm -hmm. my life? Do I have the space? Do I have the time for it? You don't always just have to say yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And this was a hard thing. We ain't ain't doing that no more. We ain't yes women anymore. Mm -mm. I'm trying still not to be a yes woman. And I had to say, say I had to say like in a mirror, like, no, I will not do <laughs> They want your affirmation. Like, <laughs> no. No, it can be enough. It's a full sentence. No is a full sentence. There we go. You got to explain yourself. That's the thing. You don't have to explain the no. Um, and another thing is listen instead of acting. So they're kind of going back to you got to fill the room with advice. And if the advice isn't wanted, don't say it. <laughs> you don't. Just listen. Some people, I always, um, sometimes I, I say in my head, some people really like to hear their own voice mm-hmm. being spoken. And you know what? If that's them, go off. But I'm not going <laughs> to absorb it. So. Okay. <laughs> Next one is to come clean about your motives. And mm-hmm. I think this one is really about coming clean with yourself, mm-hmm. not necessarily other people. And maybe it's something that you haven't realized yet, um, what your motives are or whether you're you have a sort of different motivation for doing something that you thought it was all for other people. Mm-hmm. But really, it's to benefit yourself. 
Yeah. Make yourself feel better. You think that you need to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just reflect. (laughs) Just reflect, honey. (laughs) Um, The next one is let your loved ones, friend or client take responsibility for their actions. So if your friend is on a really bad streak and they're saying, nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to smoke that cigarette. I'm not going to do that. And they do it. That's not your fault for letting them do something. It's their life that they're choosing their actions. What you can do is give support for what you have the capacity for. Mm-hmm. Which leads really well into the next one, which is mm-hmm. accept your limitations. Yes. You are not superwoman. Yes. You don't have to do everything all the time. In it, fact, yes. you're probably doing too much. You probably are already doing too much. <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, you are already doing too much. <laughs> So you just have to accept that humans have limits, humans have boundaries, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. You're no less of a person for having limitations. Mm -hmm. You can rewind that and say that again for yourself. (laughs) You can have that as an affirmation. You are no less of a person for having those limitations. But what you can do is the best you can. Mm. All right? You can support that individual and let go of the outcome, let go of the results. Mm -hmm. You can provide support and not say, I'm going to save somebody from their addiction. But you can yeah. say, I'm going to be there for them for this hour out of the day. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to hear them out. And then I'm going to go home. And I'm going to do some self-care for mm-hmm. myself. There are those people in our life where you just know they have a timestamp of, of how much you're willing to let yourself be exposed to that person. And that is your own limitation and doing your best to acknowledge that this person is a good person, but for myself, I'm setting my boundaries, I'm understanding my limits, and I'm giving them support where I can, and then letting go at the end of that. Because you know, I, I, I acknowledge in my relationship that that might be too much for me, and but this is where I can go to support you, this is how I'm gonna show up to support you. And that's beautiful. Mm, yeah. So, like I said, um, for the last one, reflect. <laughs> reflect on what caring and helping actually means mm-hmm. to you. Exactly. And whether you're giving too much, whether you, if you have more to give, then that's great. Some Good. people have like a lot of capacity. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else or what their capacity is. Mm-hmm. Just your own self. Not everybody's Oprah. Okay. just saying we love you oprah but i know we can't we can't give out cars we can't all be oprah yeah so (laughs) just remember that you can only control yourself and your own emotions and your behavior and how you react to certain situations you can't control other people exactly if you take out one thing from that from this podcast let it be that Mm mm-hmm So if you love someone and it's natural to want to offer support, we're not saying if you love someone, do all these things and set time limits and all that. No, if you love someone, it's natural to want to support them. But truly supporting someone involves giving them space to learn to grow from their own actions. You don't have to hold their hand and walk them. They can make the mistake and they can grow and they will be okay. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's, coming back to your feminine mm-hmm. and that concept of surrender oh love that i love Sur- this next line too. surrender the responsibility for the lives of other people back to the people that it belongs to oh yes 
that right there. Yes. <laughs> that it's just letting, it's letting go because a savior complex is also entwined with the need to control everything. We believe that things need to be like this in order for us to be happy. But they need to be able to do and learn and be as you need to learn and grow and be. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So you take away one thing from this episode. Just acknowledge the agency of other people over their own lives, which allows you the ability to control your own. Yeah. Because look at that. Once you alleviate the need to control them... You just created space for yourself. Mm -hmm. That wasn't originally there. It's really cool. Exactly. And if you need more help and support with overcoming your saver complex, come to Femmentity. Hello. We have directory members who want to help you. We have courses that we've taken the time to perfect for you. So talk to your friends. Join our memberships. Do some self-exploring. Exactly. So instead of trying to live your life through other people, Make space in your life for yourself mm -hmm. and ask yourself how you can create change in your own life. Exactly. So in our next episode, we're actually going to be combining everything that we've talked about in our previous episodes. So if you're new, we've actually been here for 11 other episodes, which is kind of crazy. And we're going to tie it all together to building your queen mentality. So until, until next time, time Divine, Divine Darlings. Darlings. Bye.